When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today is Sunday, January 15th, 2017. And this is Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and here is uh, a fun thing we're going to try and do today. I'm going to do sort of an audio blog. So this is unscripted. This is um, not necessarily personal development. It's just purely recent lessons learned and Uh, things that I just think you should know about. So as I mentioned in the intro, today is Sunday, January 15th, 2017. And about a month ago, I landed a uh, pretty big client, a uh, a media production client. And I was stoked. I was super, super pumped about it. But like, this is a huge client. This is a company with a name, a company that uh, at least in New York City, people would recognize. And I thought, this is it. Like, this is the chance to really show that I know what I'm doing. And um, here's what happened next. I kind of freaked myself out. I made everything too complicated. I, in a, in a desire to create something that was worthy of this big client, I made it impossible to do so. I, I got complicated. I rented equipment. I hired quote unquote professionals. I did everything that I had not done up until that point. And, and that created this sense of uncertainty. It created a lot of problems on recording day. And now it's sort of led to producing a, a product that is just not up to my standards personally. And I know it's not up to theirs. And, and I'm kind of pissed I'm really, really pissed off and I'm frustrated. And here's the thing. It's completely my fault. I want to make that clear. It is 100% my fault. I'm the one that made it complicated. I'm the one that didn't trust myself. I'm the one that made this more than it needed to be. And so that's my fault. But what I'm upset about is that I've now spent money and lost money on things that just made this more complicated and just made this uh, impossible to do well. When if I had trusted my gut from the beginning, 
it would have turned out perfectly fine. It would have been much better than it is now. Uh, so that's where I'm at. It's it's Sunday, January 15th, 2017, and I am frustrated. But in an effort to make sure that we're always moving forward, I want to take that frustration and turn it into some sort of lessons learned. So let's look at what, uh, what we can take from this. So lesson number one that I've personally learned is that you've got to trust yourself. You've got to trust your gut. You've got to trust that you know what you're doing. If you're selling something, if you're selling a product or a service, you have to trust that you know how to deliver that product or service in the best way possible. You have to trust that you understand it. If you have the skill to be able to sell it, you very likely understand it well enough to be able to deliver on it. And that's that's the mistake I made is I sold something that we we had to do in-person recording. And, and that's the part that sort of freaked me out because I've never done that. Outside of recording for this podcast, I've never uh, handled the recording environment for a client. And so all of this information that I'd learned in audio school and on the internet like started flooding in and, and I didn't have the, the knowledge to know which to act on. And, and so my initial thought was to use a similar setup to what I use on this show because I know that this produces high quality sound. But then I freaked myself out. I thought there's no way that's good enough for this big company. There, I, I let the brand name screw me up and that that's where I... I, I went wrong. That's where I started to introduce other variables that caused other issues and ultimately led to a very, very bad recording session and now a bad uh, product. And, And so the first lesson I'm personally taking away that I think you should is that you have to trust yourself. You have to be able to to look at the solution you come up with and believe that even if it's not the best solution, it will get the job done at the level of quality that you're looking for. Trust yourself and 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 you'll take yourself much further and cause less problems for yourself. Lesson number two uh, that I've personally learned from this is to not outsource the important stuff. You see, one of the biggest mistakes I made here, yes, I didn't trust myself, but I outsourced the important decisions. I outsourced equipment decisions. I outsourced, I, I hired an audio professional. I hired a uh, rental equipment and I was so overwhelmed by the scope of this project, by how big the client was that it sort of moved into the realm of things I didn't fully understand. And, and so I left it up to, Uh, those two individuals to make decisions on microphones, on how we were going to record, so on and so forth. And I had that that anxious feeling in my stomach of not fully knowing what was going on. And now I know why. Because, don't get me wrong, they they did their jobs. But I made a mistake in that if you're running a business if you're running a project, if you're doing anything in sort of a team environment and you're the decision maker, you cannot, cannot outsource the important stuff. In this case, the equipment in the recording environment was the important stuff. If I had trusted my gut from day one and 
I had made all the final decisions on gear and made sure we had that gear, this would have went very smoothly. But instead, I outsourced it to people that didn't fully understand the project and didn't fully understand the scope of the project. And that's my fault. I didn't communicate it well enough to them. I had them making decisions on things they didn't fully understand. And I did so because they were professionals and I wanted to make sure it was done well. But it didn't matter because they can have all the skill in the world and all the talent in the world. But if they don't have all the information, then they're not going to be able to to make accurate decisions. And so Lesson number two, don't outsource the important parts of things. Don't outsource uh, the important stuff, whether it's in a project or a company or at your job. Don't wait for other people to make decisions on the things that you know are the most important pieces. Do it yourself. Take care of that piece because at least then you can control the quality that, that comes out. And finally, lesson number three is that when things screw up, one, it's your fault. If you're the decision maker, it is your fault. No matter who is actually at fault, no matter who you know, did the thing that screwed it up, it is your fault and you need to accept that. And number two, when things get screwed up, your immediate concern needs to be on servicing the client well enough that you're able to, to get another shot at it. And that's where I'm at now is uh, I'm waiting to get a response from this company. And even if it means losing more money in the short term, I'm going to do what I need to do in order to maintain that relationship. Because I know what the problem is and I know that we can solve that problem going forward. And all I need is that opportunity to to solve that problem and and so if that means giving something away for free if that means giving more of my time if that means whatever that means that is my only focus the mistake was made i screwed up i know what the issue is and now i just need to save that relationship that is my only focus and in a scenario like this whether it's a mistake you made at work or a mistake you've made uh, with a client or a mistake you've made uh, in your company, once you've identified it and once you know how to solve it, your only concern should be how do we move forward? How do we fix this? How do we save the relationship? How do we earn their trust again? And if you can spend all of your time and energy instead of being upset on on that issue, on, on servicing the client well enough that you are able to maintain some semblance of trust to try again, then you'll, you'll have the opportunity to fix the problem and, and move forward on a much uh, brighter note. And so those are my three lessons learned from what is such a frustrating uh, experience, something that I should not have happened, to be completely honest. There, there's so many things, thinking back over the last month, there's so many things that should not have, so many decisions that should not have been made. And, and this should have been handled so much better. And 
here's hoping that I can maintain that client relationship because it's a good one to have. Um, but lesson has been learned and, and this will never happen again. And, and so that's where I'm at on this Sunday. I hope that you've had a wonderful weekend. I hope that you've had a wonderful week and I hope that you're ready for the week ahead. I know this episode's going out on Wednesday and, and so you know this might get to you a little late, but I hope that you've had a, a wonderful week so far. Uh, and with all of that said, I encourage you to hit subscribe. I encourage you to reach out to me on social media or email at Greg Clunis. I would love to hear what you think of these sort of audio blog episodes. I, I want to do more of them because I think it's an interesting way to share my personal experiences and lessons learned and, and hope that helps somebody else out there. And until the next episode, remember, all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day. Every day.